Namaste. So this is uh, an effort to put literally what is called as in Hindi as Gagar Me Sagar. <laughs> and the life divine is not just Sagar, it is Akash Ganga and beyond. So, but still nevertheless, um, anyways a series is going on, that's a long series, but this one will be just short summaries. So, uh, as we know that um, this has uh, book 1, 28 chapters, book 2, part 1 and part 2. So, both books have total 28 chapters. And today we just quickly take up the first 12 chapters. The first book is um, titled as Omnipresent Reality and the Universe. So, basically, Shurbindo is um, revealing to us in a deeply spiritually philosophical language because it's not philosophy where thought is climbing towards truth because if thought tries to climb towards truth it ends up in an abstraction it is vision climbing down clothing itself in the language of thought and reaching out to human understanding so we must understand that uh, life, the life divine is not um, you know thinking which is trying to discover things which are beyond it is direct vision and experience and realization which Shurabindu is giving us in a body of thought, which is more suited to the philosophical temperament. But it is not philosophy in that strict sense, the way we understand. But it is uh, the highest philosophy in the sense that it is things that he has seen and he is providing us with the logical links and structures that we need to understand it. So the first book primarily concerns with, um, it starts with human aspiration, takes us, to the cosmos, to the divine and comes back to us. So this is the whole cycle which is completed. Starts with the human aspiration and comes back to the knot of matter, substance, the ignorance and supermind mind and the overmind maya. So it's like a complete cycle. So the journey to divine life starts with human aspiration which is the same since the time man has uh, awakened in his thought he is living as a trying to live his life as a conscious thinking creature and that aspiration is God, light, freedom, immortality but when we look at the actual facts of the world they appear otherwise. So Shurabindu says uh, if you focus on the discords it look too many but actually this is how the world magician works. He uses these discords as a means for a greater reconciliation. So where there are no discord you cannot have a wonderful symphony. That's why you see the best symphonies are when there are instruments which are of very different character. Nowadays it's coming up also in programs where you, like supposing somebody takes out music out of rocks, it will be just amazing because it's an impossible thing. Um, so something like that, the divine uh, harmonist is using this base material called matter to uh, create something which only his deepest, vivid, uh, most luminous conception has cast forth into this form of universe. So there is a divine truth which is working in this universe and in human beings it becomes conscious. So we become conscious of the plan of God but at first it is very vague. So the seeking is vague, the understanding is vague, the experiences are very small partial reflections. There are periods when we go through denial but eventually it keeps returning because this is the seed or the real divine truth which is sown in the soil of earth. Then this aspiration takes two forms. It's seeking for light, God, freedom, truth, immortality. 
bliss and shubhinda defines all of them not just some bliss followed by you know back to pleasure pain in different but a bliss which is uh, doesn't fade not just truth and error mixed but the truth which doesn't cast a shadow so this seeking goes through takes two extreme approaches one is the science which enters into matter that is the immediate reality we see so scientist says okay let me search the truth within matter and at the end of digging deep 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 he he enters goes very far from the spiritual possibility because he wants every he starts with this assumption that all is matter so every other experience which he cannot find a base in matter he regards as um, you know denies it hallucination see there are scientists to say sri ramakrishna paramahansa their visions they are all hallucinations why because it or else it says it's a nervous disorder because it it takes matter to be the sole reality so it digs deep and at the end it discovers strange paradox nothing does <laughs> if you really go at the end of material world you what do you discover state of nothingness energy is coming out there out of energy matter is formed so he meets with a impossible paradox which is inexplicable the other route is taken by the ascetic who denies material life he starts from that high ground that this is all appearance which is a fact so he says this is all appearances woven by the senses over reality we don't know what reality is but something is there and on top of it these appearances have come and then he takes another route of going within instead of going out into matter he goes within and then going within 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 he goes very far from material existence he starts living in his own lotus land and he goes beyond the lotus land and at the end he says nothing why because he doesn't know the link between this creation and the creator so but again he meets with a strange paradox a nothingness out of which creation is emerged so there are ways people have tried to bridge this paradox which should be the revealed step by step but these are the two chapters on the two negations and materialist denial he says it was important because it sharpens the faculties of the mind and reason which is important if we do not know how to matter teaches us to be thorough one thing is for sure you can't just say i had this lovely experience when it comes to matter you have to be exact in the process and the detail okay so it trains the mind to really document things correctly and otherwise without this training one may be lost in all kinds of phenomena which are extra sensory otherworldly and completely lose oneself there so this was important phase its last word is agnosticism that well ultimately we don't know and we cannot know by purely this means and the ascetic refusal is also necessary because it reminds us of the impermanence of things lest we get too much entrenched into it and believe that this is the only reality so both have their place had their place and then he says the grand vision it's like you know you have this opening scenes they say well what is this reality omnipresent there is a reality that nobody can deny i mean we may or may not know it there has to be one source you cannot have two sources multiple sources it's a logical absurdity there has to be one source what is that source whatever be that source it must be present in everything is the next logical statement there cannot be that because something of it will extend call it a big bang a, um energy mass whatever it is something of it will flow in everything including our veins our cells in atom cloud bird beast gods titans whatever this whole universe so what is that reality so there he brings out through a process of uh, entire beautiful as i said uh, mystic vision and spiritual logic <laughs>
<laughs> the logic of the infinite that that reality omnipresent is not just cut off from the world if it is cut off from the world it will not be omnipresent so it manifests it is transcendent from the creation because that is how it is absolute you can't be absolute if you are only can so some people say that god is nothing but all if god is only all then he would not be absolute because he'll be dependent upon the all so god is greater than the all but next is he expresses himself through the all manifests himself through the all so we can say that mahabharata and vyas are two inseparable truths but we can equally say vyas is greater than the mahabharata and as many mahabharatas he may write but something will be there in vyas which transcends his creation so both things are true he is transcendent as well as universal and in this universal creation each element he is present so we can say that when i use the word i it is independent of all this anybody for that matter says i so you ask what do you mean do you mean this finger do you mean by i this so you say don't be absurd you know i mean myself but you say oh so this finger is not you can i take it away no 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 this too is me what about the cells which are within this too is me okay so same way the divine who is transcendent universal and individual are three uh, they are three different poises he takes one where he goes is beyond all these and second he is expressing in that shurbindo touches upon the idea of being and non being so ordinarily we think by non being uh, this there in mystic literature sad and asad asat so because the mystics found that sachidanand so he said where does he come from so they entered into that from the non being that's how rigveda describes it which which unfortunately known as the nasadiya sutra sukt so they discovered a state which is beyond which you cannot define by non being is meant that by anything you cannot define you cannot even say satchitanand but is it really completely that so shrivinda says when you enter that state you experience that peace and bliss which buddha who talked about uh, anatmavad he embodied in his life and a mighty action stupendous energy so actually it is not void of contents it it is like a reality which nothing can really express fully that's why they call neti neti even the highest terms cannot define him so parabrahman but what is sachidanand or being parabrahman for the sake of relation with the world brings out himself and like i have my own truth but when my son comes to him i am his dad and if a friend comes i am a friend but am i limited to these no i may be completely free of all relations i mean it applies to everyone this is just a crude example so then what is the destiny of the individual destiny of the individual is to embody this truth because in him also it is the same truth which is expressing so this cosmos has been created to manifest the divine so the individual's inevitable destiny is to manifest the divine in all the three terms as an individual my role in it as the universal the lok sangrahart the great event towards which because i may say okay individually i will manifest the divine i will find the divine i'll become one with the divine what about creation so then you discover no that's it's not just an individual pursuit everything is interconnected that's why we read that the liberated soul reproduces himself in itself in uh, number of bodies in earth and who knows beyond terrestrial and beyond just as an animal reproduces um you know animal bodies out of itself so every person who gets liberated he extends this 
into others makes it easier for others so destiny of the individual is not just an individual but a collective march of mankind toward the great event in which his liberation is the first key and after that liberation he must become a progressive instrument for the manifestation of divine so man in the universe is for this work and universe is given to him to explore and by exploring he grows so as he grows the universe grows earth without man didn't know what it is man reads the earth for the earth so that way the universe is there to facilitate our growth and literally by exploring here there all the dimensions of the universe we grow at the same time universe grows as we grow so this is both things are interconnected and then he says but however the problem is the ego doesn't understand it so ego lives with the sense of duality the ego is only a frontal appearance it has been created for a particular purpose because the one wanted to become many so now he takes up start taking up that big challenging question one became the many but who are these many are they ego individuality so he says no but that is a requirement initially if prematurely the shell of the ego breaks there will be nothing but chaos madness so ego is required for some time so that we can awaken to a world it's like a child in the cradle so if you prematurely tell the child oh you are you can walk so child will just fall and break his bones so in the cradle first so ego is like the cradle in which the real psychic being is actually developing the soul is developing but shubhendra doesn't yet introduce the term soul he just says that there is the ego structure and if we look at the ego the problem of ego is ego lays a false value on things that's why it cannot understand god's ways what is the false value either it exaggerates itself and says the whole universe and god should move around me it's it's a false stress and when that doesn't happen it says there is no god which is the most absurdest logic ever created upon earth are mere life mein kya kiya are you the only one living this entire creation one has to see at the same time or it takes the other extreme oh there is nothing what is human beings they are just little dot in this whole universe so what is humanity he says both are errors because it is through humanity that the divine expresses himself most so we have to get rid of both these errors and discover our true role what is our true role ego must abdicate itself to this supreme self and then what happens to it it is not annulled it becomes an instrument what is the ego ego is a identification with nature and whatever it is created you say it is me it's my house i'll do it my way then the wife says i'll do it my way child says i'll do it my way there is chaos no but when you say look here this house is a temple of the lord now each one will do their way but keep in mind it's a temple of the lord how would you do it if it's a temple of the lord so then you don't have worry like in an ashram obviously everybody will follow his own way but does that freedom mean that i'll do anything and everything it cannot be because the core is that it is a temple of the lord i can't say i'll get drunk and walk into the ashram and say we are free to do anything that will be an absurdity so it is this house is a temple of the lord and ego must abdicate itself and know that all that it called itself is not really itself but only an instrument the real self is within us so this is what he reveals to us and then he takes see these chapters are flowing into each other 
they may appear disconnected if you take them chapter by chapter so then how do we discover this so he gives the methods of vedantic knowledge how did they discover it so one reason can have two movements one is based only on surface facts and the other is the same facts the reason can enter into a larger mind space and infer things it doesn't yet know but it can infer things when you look at creation forget anything i mean i as a young student i remember there was a boy who was in final year mbbs he wouldn't pass and he used to people used to call him mad so one day i went near and asked him are you really mad so he looks at me quizzically and says look so i said what look so all the star there what do you see i said so many stars so what do you think who made it is it just like that so i am contemplating on that like very this thing but i could understand that this is a luminous madness he has lost balance upon earth but it is not like a dangerous so when you look at this world any aspect of world look at a flower the way it blooms you will be compelled to infer that there is a perfect intelligence which is at work it's an inference but we cannot know only fully by this rational inference this can provide us a platform to go from reason to intuition so through this intuition that there is the divine whatever you may say this intuition keeps on without just imagine living a day i mean i was some people grow total atheist i said okay live one day with this idea that there is really speaking no reality then let's see how your actions will be why would you do anything at all this intuition is there inbuilt in creation if there is no god no reality no perfect consciousness why would you do anything at all you would just you know probably go and go to the nearest shop take ganja and forget yourself because that's the most logical conclusion you derive yet mankind has an intuition of god that's why it doesn't you know follow that trail so even when it doesn't believe in god still it wants perfection in life so there is an intuition through which you can know and then it takes up you know the divine is called as satchidananda so chapter 9 10 11 12 are about that 11 chapter 9 is the pure existent the sat existent not just existence the being who exists so is there a pure existence he says one thing we can see is that consciousness there is a tremendous movement all around so this is very evident so on what is this movement taking place you know that question of gargi and yagnwal when this light goes away what light is there and it goes on then at the end he says that well when the even the fire is gone what is that light he says the self and then gargi says on what is the self woven and he says if you ask this question any further your th- head will fall off so your simply if we just go deeper and deeper then we will are obliged to imagine or conceive an infinite source of something space itself is expanding into god knows what so we will be bound to conclude that there is some kind of a stable basis which we don't quite know we cannot know by pure any kind of analysis but you are con- you know you infer it and then because the life divine is you know using that kind of logical argument there has to be a stable basis on which this stupendous dance is taking place if there was no stable basis to stabilize the dance it will be chaos so that's how one has to understand it it is because of the stable basis it provides a certain order to the dance there is a within the dance a kind of intelligence there is no if the infinite was just things were emerging like that dancing 
without a basis then there'll be nothing else but a chaotic disorderly universe which will be never even take a birth so there is a stable basis and that's what should be the reminds us in the image of shiva and kali so shiva provide the stable basis kali is dancing so what does shiva do when the dance becomes uncontrollable when the gods he is always there but when the gods tremble before kali what a tremendous destruction all will reel back so shiva lies and when the moment she steps on shiva she stops okay i have reached the limit of <laughs> so there is the kali's dance uh, on shiva's breast that is the symbol of the stable basis on which movement is taking place and then he speaks of what about this force which is operating all around in creation is it a conscious force or a mechanical force material nature material scientists will say it's a mechanical force it is not conscious but then we are again faced with the paradox if it is a mechanical force how come consciousness is emerging so the material scientists will say by chance even by chance how can something emerge which is not inherent within it how is it that out of neurons consciousness is emerging out of gene human beings develop or anything living forms develop so we are forced to conclude that this force which is operating in this entire creation of course here it says several example is a conscious force and then he explains to us the how this uh, uh, you know creation is made through the panch tatvas uh, the original matter and out of that original matter it's just nothing but a etheric vibration and that is modified it modifies itself and becomes the aerial so that vibration will keep spreading indefinitely as space akash but uh, it won't create forms so to create forms you need to compress it and open it so there is a disorder you know do this to any anything you know and compress it release it suddenly so there will be a kind of turbulence and there will be the clash of the vibration with each other and there is a possibility of form so that is the aerial element vayu tattva and then but it won't create stable forms for a moment if you could visualize you'll see some turbulence again it tends to enter into that smooth flow so something else is needed that when it is in that state of turbulence to catch it and hold it so that is done by the principle of light electricity and fire agni tattva so it brings it around and a nucleus around which first forms are begin to emerge so that's why agni chatvedas but again these forms are not stable so they are forms they are existing all around <laughs> so they must learn to modify flow towards each other emerge see nature is a creator is tremendous like a magician she conceives things so the fire element modifies and becomes the liquid element jalatattva so what jalatattva does attraction repulsion attraction repulsion fire wets fire drawn and modifies itself <laughs> so it flows it merges new things emerge so now new things are beginning to emerge many many forms are beginning to emerge but even this is not enough because it needs stable forms so stable forms otherwise we'll be like that you know hollow man throw water and you can see for a moment so <laughs> stable forms then comes this final prithvi tattva prithvi tattva is something which binds holds gives it concreteness so we have all the five elements and then five corresponding senses to receive it to so the ear sound uh, akash tattva the etheric vibration the aerial through touch sense of touch 
and uh, of course the skin and everywhere you can sense touch of some kind not inwardly inside but outside you can sense then fire you have sight and then um, jalatattu you have the smell and uh, taste and prithvitattu you have smell so you have all the complete the way and all this emerges from that conscious force which is operating behind it and then there is ahankar and mahat ahankar is the individuality um, according to sankhya mahat is the vastness cosmos and you have the intelligence the uh, that which in which all this movement is reflected this is the sankhya doctrine shobindo reveals in conscious force but he says that it is very useful and practical but is incomplete but it doesn't show the relation of this intelligence to all this so there he says where is it all emerged from it has emerged from the same cosmic intelligence so it's not like it is reflected and it is withdrawn it has come out of it by shobh and therefore it creation but it can withdraw from creation and enter into its state again of non being so non being and being are again reconciled so consciousness sat chit chittapas and the last is ananda he is ananda but what we experience is pleasure pain any difference so why we experience it that is a problem so he takes it in two chapters delight of existence the the problem so what is the problem why do we experience just the opposite so then he reveals to us that first of all yes the origin is ananda shobindo doesn't agree that origin is desire which according to some it is ananda but this ananda has to express itself through forms that consciousness is building but then this ananda first of even before that he says people make a lot of hullabaloo about this world is so much you know full of suffering he says in anybody's life if you count the moments you will see 95% even more than that are happy moments and the very fact ananda is the bedrock is proven by the fact that pain touches you as an anomaly evil touches you as an anomaly something intuitively says it should not be there so why because ananda is there so why there is still pain and evil uh, has god created he says no god has become all this so even that problem is over uh, it's not like god created it he is immune and we are suffering then the third is still if he has become all this why has he allowed even upon himself so there he brings in the solution that is because he is manifesting himself and these are the intermediary conditions it is through pleasure and pain and indifference that the being grows towards ananda and its ultimate destiny is when out of finiteness it uh, recovers the infinity without losing the finite then it will experience delight in this creation so these are the first 12 chapters of the life divine in a very quick uh, fast track summary <laughs> okay so